Welcome back to Connor ISD's Student Support Services Department podcast. I wasn't prepared for this. I'm Lindsay. I'm Bailey. And we have a special guest here for you today. Hi, I'm Lindsay Taylor, the mental health specialist for Connor ISD. We are very excited to have Lindsay here today to share all of her knowledge. Um, we hope to bring you timely, helpful advice and ideas throughout this school year. Well, let's kick it off with a fun little question. As an adult out in the real world, not at school, just as being, you know, regular humans in life, where have you been that has structure but not nurture? Where have you gone where there are systems in place, they have a plan of action, but you don't necessarily feel seen or cared for? Well... For me, that is the airport. Mm. The airport is very structured. You get there, you know exactly what you're supposed to do, but you are still terrified. Terrified, yes. Yes. You walk up there and you're like, oh my God, am I not going to put my stuff away fast enough? Am I supposed to take everything in my pocket? Am I supposed to take my shoes off? Am I not? Like, ah, I know all these things I'm supposed to do, but they're looking at you like, come on, come on, come on. on. You should know this. Take your stuff off. Yeah. I have some really horrific airport stories, even though it's only been two times that I've ever flown to the same place, (laughs) and both times were horrible, Um, but I think, yeah, whenever I'm in an airport, not even because of the experiences, it's just, it feels hectic, and it feels like herding cattle, and they're Mm -hmm. getting you through. Um, Lindsay Scott, a member of the Student Support Services team, tells a story about every time they go to the airport, it never fails. Her husband goes to put his walking stick. They tell him, put your walking stick on the the, the conveyor belt. What is that? Really mm-hmm. thing? Where you put all your shoes and stuff. And then they are, look at him like, well, come on, walk through, walk through. And he looks at them like, well, you literally just took my my walking support. Yeah. So they, thanks a lot. I, I can tell you really care if I fall or, or not, yeah. you know. Think for me, I think going into any kind of event, right? They have the lines, mm-hmm. but they are very much like rushing through the lines, taking tickets. I'm trying to fumble through my bag, or usually I bring a bag and I'm not supposed to bring a bag. <laughs> That's the worst. I make care less <laughs> if I brought my bag. So I think, um, and of course, it depends on who you're interacting with mm-hmm. at that time. Some mm-hmm. of them are very empathetic and caring, mm-hmm. but a lot of times, sometimes they're just ready to get through right. you through the line and into the venue or wherever you're going. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a place that you can think of? This one's a little harder for me, but that you've been out in the real world that is the opposite. So maybe Mm -hmm. it has like a real heavy nurturing quality to it. They really are happier there and they want, you know, to have the best experience, but structure is a little lacking. They don't really have a plan. Grandma's house. (laughs) (laughs) You go to Grandma's house, she is so happy to see you, but... Boy, are you staying up and eating all that junk food and doing whatever you want and feeling pretty crummy the next day. Oh, yeah? Whatever happens, happens, huh? Yeah. Just Just take your shoes off. Make yourself at home. Why not? (laughs) That's too funny. Can you think of anything? I think some uh, exercise places that I've been to have been real kind of last. And I'm one of those. I do well with some structure, but some of them I've gone to, like uh, yoga studios. Like, mm. just put your stuff down and come on in. And that's pretty much the only guidance. Mm. So it's like, do I put it in a box? Do I put it against the wall? Yeah. How do I put my stuff here where yeah. someone else won't also put their stuff there? And this is right. you're, like, looking all around. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's everyone yeah. else doing? Looking for <laughs> the obvious structure, but yes. you can't find it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. That's true. So whenever we transition this into the classroom, it really kind of lends itself to thinking about 
we obviously need both because humans are what makes up the space in a classroom. It's not the four walls. It's not the desks. It's not the classroom materials. It's the people who who join that space mm-hmm. together every day. So we need that nurturing quality to it, but we also need structure to make everybody feel safe and to know, you know, feel secure in what's happening. Mm-hmm. So there is a quote from... Um, Karen Purvis, Uh, I'm going to read the quote for us just to kind of launch his off. It says, if a child needs nurture and I give him structure, I may harm his ability to trust me. But if a child needs structure and I give him nurture, I may harm his ability to grow. So connected learning doesn't happen without both. So in thinking about that, we know we need to create routines for safety Mm-hmm. in our classrooms but we also need to foster relationships to build and create connections with the humans who are there mm-hmm. right what are some of your thoughts about that I agree um, I have been in a lot of different classrooms and you know students can't learn if they don't feel safe and they feel like they can make mistakes mm-hmm. and obviously that comes through relationships and and nurturing um, but if you're just nice, nurturing like grandma, then it can get chaos. And again, no one's learning in that type of environment mm-hmm. either. Or if you don't have a relationship, but I know exactly what to expect of me, like at the airport, but I'm terrified mm-hmm. that you're going to be upset with me if I do something wrong or I, you know, don't take my stuff off out fast enough, mm-hmm. um, then I'm not going to learn either. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we have... Classroom routines, of course, at the beginning of the year, you put a lot of effort into establishing them and, and making sure they're running smoothly. And I think it's the very much the same thing when we enter into January. We also have to reconsider, is that still working? Is there anything I need to adjust? Mm-hmm. I obviously have to reestablish a lot of those things. Nice. Um, but then, too, thinking of, like, kids who come into January, we probably are going to have a lot of new kids enroll. I mean, it is what it is, right? Perfect time for Mm -hmm. transitions in the year, um, transitioning to a new school or whatever. Um, But what about, what about the kids who come in to a really well-oiled machine, you know, a smooth running classroom where everybody knows what's expected. They already feel cared for and loved. Like things are really grooving, shaking and happening, but you're the new kid in that environment. I stop and think, would I know as, an, as a new student or at the campus, a new staff member or a substitute, mm-hmm. just because it's running smooth for everybody who's been there, can someone step into that and feel the same level of safety and nurturing? Is there any, I mean, do you have any experience with that or have you seen something like that? Yeah, I've seen lots of students come in and really not know what to expect. And I think sometimes we don't pause to take a a step back and look at even some of our kids who have been with us for since the beginning of the year. When you come back from a long break, it's really beneficial for everyone, not only the new kids, um, but everyone with reviewing expectations, what that looks like in the classroom. Same thing with staff, same thing with families. Mm-hmm. And even when you think about the new kids coming in and the, 
and the kids who have been there, they're all getting the same thing. The one who are new to the classroom, they don't feel as maybe isolated mm -hmm. or left out of not really knowing what's going right. on. It's good habit just to do it for everybody. Right. Yeah. Let's all get grounded in the same, you know, right? Understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I think of I have a Chick-fil-A story. I'm going to take it out <laughs> into the real world. Okay, this is where I'm really going with this. <laughs> I really just want to get on my soapbox for a second. Okay, okay. love it. Go when ahead. When you think of, I think, if you were to, I would assume, if you were to pull, like, a crowd of people and you were to be like, where is a place, the same question, where is a place where you feel um, like you understand the routine and the structure, they have a plan of action, but they also really care for you, right? Have a blessed day. Mm -hmm. It's my pleasure, right? Chick-fil-A. But not for me. It annoys me to no end whenever I pull up in the line and they don't let me get to the menu board before I order. I already know what I want. I know what I want. I've been there a gajillion times, you know. But it's like, what about the people who have never been to the Chick-fil-A mm -hmm. before? Mm -hmm. And you don't let them pull up to the menu board before, mm -hmm. and, and you pressure them into ordering because we have a well-oiled machine and we have a routine. I'm going to take your order. You're going to pay. You're going to go to the window. Everything runs smoothly. But what about the people who don't know what is on the menu? Will they be able to pull through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and feel safe? Or will they feel rushed? Will it feel like the airport for them? Yeah. That mm. bothers me. Well, um, I have the app, so I don't <laughs> have that problem. I think you, I suggest you get the app. <laughs> I have the app. I have actually, I usually go through the where they bring it to your car. Like, I have my Chick-fil-A routine. But I just think about what if... Same kind of thing. What about mm -hmm. the newcomers to the Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's almost like their system repels new people because how will they know what to order? Well, it's already intimidating when you get up to a board and the speaker's like, what can I get you? And you're like, I just pulled up. Like, I have no idea. But it's even yeah. more intimidating when there's a person that's like, hello, oh, good evening. What, what can I like get to order today? And, and you look at them like, well, I don't know. I don't even have a menu. And then you feel like, I can't back up. I can't get out. <laughs> there's no escape. Yeah. Yeah. A quick, quick little funny question. If you pull up to a menu board and the person says, like they always do, hi, how, welcome today or whatever, can I take your order? What do you say if you're not ready? What's your, what's your one-liner? I say that. Can I have a moment, please? That's so professional. I'm not ready. So, so professional. May I have a moment? That's taught social skills. Thank you. <laughs> giving us. What's your, what do you say? I say the same. I say, can May I have, I have a moment, please? Oh, I say, not yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> Are you making those workers feel safe? I, I know. I get frustrated. And I think it's a two-way street, right? It's on one end recognizing mm -hmm. the pressures that someone might feel in mm -hmm. those situations yes. and also giving the skills to, it's okay to say, hey, mm -hmm. I like for students, <laughs> I don't know what's expected of yes. me and right. being able to verbalize that. Mm -hmm. And as a, a teacher or a staff member, being able to take that in mm -hmm. and be empathetic mm -hmm. and giving that student or whoever it is some time to kind of process. Some time. What well, is, like yeah. you said earlier, let's just take a pause. And let's meet meet them where they are. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. I think that sometimes that a student will express, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And sometimes their response can be, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I told you. Well, let's assume that they don't. Let's assume the best and tell them what they need to do instead of um, being upset with them for not knowing. Right. Right. So. Yeah. So let's let's make a little metaphor here. Whenever you're... In an adult in charge of a space, 
It, it, you are the orchestrator of that environment, right? Mm -hmm. You have to support the other humans who join you, mm -hmm. but you also have to provide safety through routine, structure, procedures, systems, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like be a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, you, a Tempur-Pedic conforms to what you need, right? But it also holds and supports you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Be a Tempur-Pedic. Be yes. a Tempur-Pedic mattress. That's a good takeaway. All right. Let's do a quick check-in before we move on. Um, if you email student support services at conroeisd.net, nurture and structure, you will get a prize. So they have to email what? Nurture and structure. Because we need both in our classroom. Yes, we do. Awesome. So, Lindsay, I'm glad you're here with us because I think it's a good time for us maybe to take a deeper dive into the classroom and talk about this structure and this nurture. What are some ways that stepping into January in the second semester that teachers can launch this new semester maybe with empathy and assurance for students in those routines and maybe some intentionality? Yeah. What are, what are some thoughts? Um, I think one thing to keep in mind is an, just like the kids, probably us too, we all kind of get a little bit or might get a little bit out of our routines and our consistency. Mm -hmm. And it, so I think coming back and keeping in mind some of our kids have not been going to bed or getting up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Their eating schedules may be a little mm -hmm. off. I know my kids, for one, probably have free range at the fridge. Yes, I, I have a sign for holiday breaks. Yeah that goes on the pantry when it's like, I've had enough, or we're running out, and it says, this pantry is closed. Right. They know when that sign is up, and I had to accommodate. On the other side of the sign, it says, fruit and vegetables only. Uh, love it. It's an accommodation. Instead of no Maybe food, it was, giving that expectation. Maybe you're still hungry, but let's, you know, yeah. do something a little different. Structure and expectations yes. for yes. them. I yes. love it. I probably need to take that away and use that. <laughs> Um, but I think just keeping in mind as kids are coming back that they're still reestablishing their routine. So mm -hmm. giving them some grace and showing them some compassion when it comes to getting back into the classroom. And I think that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with mm -hmm. the, um, you know, we've had kids with us since the beginning of the mm -hmm. year, but reteaching and going over those expectations in the classroom, throughout the campus, um, what that looks like, and even for our families too. Yeah. Um, I know I need reminders too yes. of what car rider line might <laughs> look like or, um, you know, dropping off lunch or anything mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. I think just kind of those reminders are something to keep in yeah. mind. And I think it's important to remember too is that some kids come back they had the best break ever. They mm -hmm. can't wait to share it. They're, you know, on this high from this amazing time. Um, and how do we allow them that space to share that and, and let us know how amazing their their break was, but also not to upset, you know, students who may not have had the best break ever mm -hmm. that didn't have a bunch of family things going on, or maybe they were lonely, or maybe, you know, they were hungry. Who knows? Um, and making them feel welcome and safe as well. Um, yeah, that's hard. How do you honor both? How do you yes. meet, you know, yeah. meet the need of both of those situations and bring them into a space where all mm -hmm. are, you know, get seen and seen. heard and yeah. feel welcome. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's rethinking how we approach um, the, those questions. We ask them when they get back, like, mm -hmm. What did you do over the break? Where did you go? I think part of it is you are going to have those kids who may have gone on these really lavish mm -hmm. trips. Yes. 
you may have had kids who got to do all the fun experiences over the break and then you have some students who may have not had um, a really great break maybe it's mm -hmm. a loss of a loved one or mm -hmm. they didn't experience the best mm -hmm. break or maybe they didn't have that opportunity to keep going to the pantry or <laughs> to the fridge yes. Um, and so it's rethinking how do you reflect on your break in the past year and so maybe it's not you know asking about what you did over the break but mm -hmm. you know what were your favorite memories of 2023 mm -hmm. um, you know there's yeah. a good in every day yeah. that we can find and so instead of you know putting the value on the experience or putting the value on the trip or putting the value on the the fun lavishness of yeah. the holidays instead it's self-reflection of how can I facilitate for you to find the good in in your experiences period mm -hmm. right. absolutely yeah. and it I think some of our kids would probably even surprise us. We think the lavish trip might be their favorite memory, right. but it may just be you spending time with them on the couch yeah. watching their favorite video or movie. Mm. Um, so it's those things that we don't think about, and I think that's true for mm -hmm. educators, for parents or guardians yeah, yeah. of kids that, you know, I think giving them the opportunity to reflect and not just thinking about, like, what did you do? Mm -hmm. um, what did you get for yeah. the holidays? Mm, or what yes. activities? What was your favorite present? Right. Right. I think it's interesting, too, to think of that, like, stepping into the holidays, though, too. The thing, mo and I asked you when you walked in, the thing you think of to ask someone when, you know, the, the break is approaching is, what do you have planned? Yeah. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. It's the same on the flip side. What about the person who has no plans? Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my plan is to do whatever the heck I want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whenever I want to do it, and that makes me happy. Yeah. But I'm not going to some fancy place. Yeah. So I, I really like the idea of being intentional and in how you reflect with kids. And that's how you can bring them into the space. Mm -hmm. And start off, you know, the, the second semester with empathy, but then with appreciation of, you know, the small things. Mm -hmm. And even from there, you know, going and setting goals. So not just mm -hmm. dwelling on the past and what has happened in the past, mm -hmm. what we did, what we didn't get to do, but what are we going to do moving forward? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's something that's important for everyone, you know, especially our kids who are, you know, setting goals academically, yes. um, you know, maybe later for their future. Um, I know my son was talking about his... Um, personal graduation plan or ideas of what mm -hmm. he's going to be doing in high school, but just helping them set those mm -hmm. goals and making sure they're, you know, smart goals are attainable for yes. them, mm -hmm. but also looking to at the, you know, further future to mm -hmm. things right. that keep them excited and, you know, wanting to move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sweet. That's sweet. I'm listening to you and I'm, th I'm thinking in the back of my, I have this inner dialogue going of, hmm, how am I going to reframe the questions I'm asking my own kids? Yeah. And how am I going to reframe the questions I'm asking of my teammates? Mm -hmm. And how can I better, you know, facilitate? Con because that's true connection. Right. When you ask someone, I mean, how many times a day do you pass someone and say, hi, how are you? Yeah. Right. And how many times do you actually get a response? Yeah. Or expect right. a response? I'm doing it's well. It's a good. Right. Oh, yeah. good. good. Is it really good? Yes. Probably not. You yes. know, right. sometimes you get that good. Sometimes you get that. Mm -hmm. It's a good yeah. you know you know but yes. you don't ask you yeah. just move on yeah. right same kind of thing with some of the questions we ask it's surface level and it's right. not you're just asking because maybe it's polite yes. are you really asking right 
So if, if you're really asking, be intentional in how you ask and, and maybe have a plan for that. And you kids know? know, too, because <laughs> my son's five. And I asked him, <laughs> well, how was your day, you know, at school? And the other night he said, Mom, I don't want to talk about that. It's getting really boring. <laughs> it like, is, though. Okay, so maybe it I is need boring. to be more intentional <laughs> about the questions that I ask right. you yes. to make you want to enter into this conversation. Right. Yeah. So, um, yes. Which fosters connection, yes. right? Like, Which, I really do care. Nurturing. I'm not yeah. just asking that question yeah. that we all ask. Yeah. I'm asking because I really have... I really yeah. want to know. Yeah. Which creates that connection, but then they also expect it, right? Like, mm -hmm. you're going to ask about my day. We're going to have that morning meeting. There's mm -hmm. going to be that structure in the classroom. Right. Um, so let's talk about that. We're going back. We're going to reestablish our routines, our expectations, all the procedures in our classroom mm -hmm. for everybody, not just the new kids. Right. Um, and we're going to be, you know, really intentional with our questions to, to foster mm -hmm. those relationships. Um Bailey, uh, what tools would you suggest that a teacher can use to implement these things in their classroom coming up in the new year? Because it comes sometimes it right. can feel overwhelming, right? Like, right. oh, I have to restructure my whole classroom. No, you don't have to change everything. everything. Start small right. to change things. Well, the f I think that's a good point. You mm -hmm. don't have to change everything to change everything. Yep. You know, if you're coming back and you want a new start, maybe it didn't go well the first semester mm -hmm. and you're reflecting, just like we talked about, when you're reflecting with others and, and trying to elicit a conversation and really dig deep and build connection, you too have to ask intentional questions of yourself and you don't have to do big elaborate changes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a, an intentional reflection. Maybe with the Stoic Checklist. Yep. The, Sto the Stoic Checklist is a really good place to start because it breaks down each area of, you know, Stoic, and mm -hmm. it's a problem-solving process for you as a teacher, and it can help you kind of hone in on what are the areas that I can celebrate yep. and that I want to continue and I want to, you know, deepen, and then what are the areas that, oh, I need to tweak that. Mm -hmm. and, and tweak, I use that word intentionally because it's not about overhauling. Yes. You know, it, if you overhaul things, it's pretty overwhelming for you as a mm -hmm. teacher, and it's hard for kids to step into that. Yeah. Instead, it's small little tweaks along the way that make up for big changes, you know. Um, but So the Stoic Checklist, uh, I mean, really go back to the year at a glance, the classroom environment year at a glance, because mm -hmm. that's going to tell you at this point in the year, here are the things that research says are really good to focus on, yes. and a lot of those are what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. It's goal setting, yep. it's reestablishing structure through procedures, routines, and expectations, mm -hmm. rules, classroom rules. Um, it's also thinking about fostering connection with intermittent class-wide celebrations or um, class-wide motivation system. Mm -hmm. You know, you probably, most teachers have a really effective class-wide motivation system, but whenever you come, it, it one of the basic needs of kids is Variety, stimulation, and change. Yes, yes. And if they're doing the same old thing, it, like he said, it's going to get boring. I want to do this. So let's keep it spicy. Yeah, spice <laughs> you it know, up. Spice it up. you got <laughs> to keep it interesting. Um, another thing, another tool, I think, would be the learning environment progression. That can be found on our Student Support Services yes. website. Um, but it's really interesting to think about. You were talking about goal setting Stepping into the new year, you know, there's a progression in, in all of our classrooms that we, uh, through T-Test, we hope to be fostering a student-led yes. growth, you mm -hmm. know, mindset kind of model in our classrooms. Mm -hmm. Yes, as teachers, we have to establish the expectations and the procedures and the structure. And 
we also need to facilitate that ownership in kids so that it's more student-led. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel more yeah. connected, more excited. Right. They um, take ownership. Yes. They feel responsible, and they grow in you know self-motivation and and that's self-directed learning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's how do I how do I take the structure that's provided for me and then instill that in my own way so that I can be a self-directed yeah. learner. Yeah. yeah, and like Bailey said, all of these resources can be found on our Student Support Services website, which you can access through the SSO. Um, so. I thought of two more tools. Oh. I mean, everybody wants more tools. <laughs> they do, actually. So through our CISD instructional model, we're focusing on the elements, um, specifically element 33, which is establishing rules and procedures, and element 41, which is acknowledging, well, what is it? It's about reluctant learners. Oh, engaging is it engaging with I don't remember I didn't write it down and so now I sound silly for throwing this tool out there and not remembering (laughs) but that's how life goes right but I know it's element 41 and so it's about um, how you respond to reluctant learners and how you connect with them Mm -hmm. and how you help facilitate your own awareness and then what you project out for those Mm -hmm. reluctant learners to bring them on board and help them feel Mm -hmm. safe and comfortable to engage with the learning environment. And all of these elements have links. They tell you exactly how to follow along the progression and what tools that you should use specifically to establish whatever you're looking for, engaging Mm -hmm. reluctant learners or with Every single thing you would need to do the work of that element we have on our website. So take a look at that too. But all those tools are available for you. What were you going to say before I cut you off? I was going to ask what your takeaway was from today. <laughs> My takeaway? Um, I think I think it's very important in all aspects of our lives, for ourselves, for our own families, for the work we do on sco- at school every mm-hmm. day, but even at, on a, an adult team with teaching teams and on a campus-wide level mm-hmm. with the adults in the building, it's important to remember the balance between structure and nurture and you know in my mind I think structure is the what we do when we're somewhere Mm -hmm. right it's it's we show up for a reason and a purpose and that's how we kind of engage in that work but then the nurture is the why we show Mm -hmm. up you know when when I think about coming to work every day I'm a purpose-driven person who likes checklists Mm -hmm. and I know that I feel very productive when that thing is done But I keep showing up and feel motivated because of the people mm-hmm. that I do it with, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to remember the balance mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I think it's funny you said that because I am the total opposite. I'm grandma. Like, oh, you're the grandma. Grandma. I just want to love you and have a good time. <laughs> I don't really love checklists, structure, spreadsheets. <laughs> not me. Not me. Um, so... Um, yes, yeah, so I need to remember that certain kids... You know, students, they need structure, even if I don't need a specific amount of structure that other people do, and mm. to make sure I'm pairing that love with that structure to make students feel safe and, and So always. self-awareness, but then awareness of the needs of others yes. and how to accommodate. Yeah, but I'm still going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody loves a little love. Yeah. You know, even if you're not a hugger, yeah, there's other ways to... I'm going to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll stay on the side of the table. No, me. I'm going to be aware enough to know that people don't want to be hugged. Okay. Lindsay, what about you? What was your takeaway for today? Well, I think kind of both of what you sh- you shared is that Tempur-Pedic. I love that analogy mm-hmm. of it. And I think just making sure, and I, 
this is all applicable, not just only to our students and our kids, mm -hmm. but everyone we're working with, mm -hmm. all the adults, parents, families, staff members, um, you know, we have to remember that structure is important, consistency is important, mm -hmm. but also just showing that compassion um, to others, showing empathy. And I think also another thing to remind ourselves of is showing ourselves some self-compassion as mm -hmm. well. I don't think um, we keep ourselves in mind when we're working with others. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're not perfect. We're mm -hmm. perfectly imperfect. Okay. Um, but we use that as uh, learning opportunities and growing opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think with the growth mindset mm -hmm. for our kids, we model that. They learn from what we model mm -hmm. um, for them. They're always watching. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. But we're perfectly imperfect. I have a new <laughs> takeaway, and that's it. <laughs> Thank you for the that's okay. final takeaway. Yep. You're safe here. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, check them out. Um, and next time, we will be discussing an, an episode I think it's my most favorite. Mm -hmm. it, well, I don't know. We haven't done it yet, but I think it will be. Yes. It's called It's a Hard Knock Life for Us. Um, yeah, all of us. <laughs> and really, we're digging into difficult moments and crucial conversations with anybody, but most importantly, students, you know, teaching partners, and and families mm -hmm. so that'll be a good one and uh, remember if you ever have an idea or question about what you've heard feel free to ask your student support services coach and if you have a question but want to remain anonymous you can always ask sam the contact link can be found in our monthly student support newsletter <laughs> perfectly imperfect <laughs> uh -huh. all submissions are completely anonymous well Lindsay, thank you for joining yes. us today yes, thank you for our having very me first here. guest I loved it. thank you and thank you for joining us we'll see you next time yeah